Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 63 of Cutscene Convos. We yes. have got a jam-packed week with a character profile on Miguel O'Hara. Uh, discussions around Mandalorian episode number 7. We've got the Marvel trailer to discuss. We've got the Ahsoka trailer to discuss. We've got the Vil Visions Volume 2 trailer to discuss, as well as everything that happened this week at Star Wars Celebration, as well as some interesting HBO Max and Discovery Plus news before wrapping things up with our superhero showdown. But before all that good stuff, Corey, how was your week? Uh, my week's been good, uh, for the most part. Busy, I would say. Uh, but but good. Um, spent the weekend with a girlfriend. Also, it was Rocket League uh, major at the weekend. Unfortunately, a rough showing for the KCP lads. They didn't even make it out of group stage, so that was a tough, Ooh. tough O three for them. Um, but we move. I mean, they'll, they'll no doubt make the next major, so they can try it all again. Exactly. Uh, that was a bit of a shame, but. We had them out for a boot camp and stuff in Kansas City, so that was content content for that. Uh, but yeah, work-wise, also working on a cool project for KCP that should be announced this weekend. Nice. Pretty fun, fun thing we're, we're going to be doing. Um, and then, yeah, my, my life's kind of been taken over by a game called Project Zomboid. Which I do, I feel like I've mentioned I've played before. Basically, it's a zombie sandbox game, and like any sandbox game, where there's base building and loot, and just like Minecraft and Rust and all them. Yeah, my 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 sleep pattern's chalked. Um, <laughs> I mean, it already is generally, but it's more so chalked, and it's taken over my life, and. Yeah, the just just the usual degen things. You you know how it be. <laughs> um, I do but, indeed. But yeah, that and work. Pretty busy week. Uh, but yeah, how's your week been? Uh, my week's been crazy. Obviously, Frost nine to five as last weekend <laughs> was a um four day bank oh, yeah. holiday weekend. Um, so been it was just crazy. I'm also addicted, re addicted to Minecraft at the minute. So, like, many hours. <laughs> yep. Many hours on a server with friends. I've also decided that I'm going to finally do a hardcore Minecraft series, which I'll be starting oh. once I get back from Ireland this weekend. So probably even more hours are going to be thrown into Minecraft soon. Um, But it's, like, been a three-day week at work for me because, obviously, Monday is a bank holiday. Yep. And I'm off from tomorrow because I'm going over to Ireland for uh, christening. Mm. So my mum is Irish. Um, she has five siblings, one sister, four brothers. Um, nice. And the youngest brother, who moved to Australia, um, has had a baby. So before the COVID, we were getting ready for his wedding. He's now married and has a child who's nearly a year old. who's flown all the way to Ireland from Australia to be christened wow that's because our well my nan his mother can't travel so if they held it anywhere else she wouldn't be able to go because of health issues uh, so they kind of brought the christening to her yeah, um nice. so it'd be crazy haven't seen a lot of people there in a long long time so it's gonna be very nice to get over there and see everyone again 
Um, but as anyone who's ever, or anyone who's got family in Ireland or mm-hmm. surrounding countries will know, popping over for a weekend just leads to 72 hours of manic busyness. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be back early-ish Monday. Um, and then instead of being back in work on Tuesday, I'm driving to Kent for training on Tuesday. So that'll fun. be a nice long day. Mm, fun day. Um, yeah. But I mean it's it's good. We are we are living the dream, so to speak. Um but let's get into this. So yes. last week we had the into the uh, not into across the Spider-Verse trailer. We did. And I said, I'll tell you what, over the next couple of weeks, um, because in reality we're like six seven weeks away from in, uh, across the Spider-Verse now. Yeah, it's not it's um, Yeah. I thought we'd we'd uh, get in there with some um characters we may be seeing. Mm. So I thought where better where better to start than Miguel O'Hara or Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Um who looks like he's gonna be a bit of an antagonist in Across the Spider Verse. Yes he does. So his first appearance was in Amazing Spider Man number three hundred and sixty five in June ninety two. Um as a bit of like a kind of reference thing that then led led to him getting his own series. Oh, okay. Um so Miguel O'Hara is from Earth 928. Um I believe in current continuity he is displaced on Earth 616 after incursions and stuff, but his original Earth is Earth 928. Okay. He is an engineer of Irish and Mexican descent. Um as an adult, he worked for Alchemax in Nueva York. Uh, which is 2099's equivalent of New York, I believe. Um, so he worked for Alchemax, and he was a little bit put off by this company because they seemed to have a lot of power over the city, which he wasn't too fond of. But he was brilliant, so he worked there. Um, but while he was there, he was put under pressure by his boss, Tyler Stone, who also, although Miguel didn't know this at the time, was his father. Um oh to test a process Miguel had created for genetic imprinting. Which, if done right, could give people segments of DNA from animals. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even other humans, potentially. Um, And his boss, Tyler Stone, put pressure on him to move this on to human testing. Um, Miguel reluctantly agreed. Mm -hmm. And this led to the death of the subject. He got turned into a horrible creature and died. Um, And this actually happening as well as Miguel's insistence not to do it and then being forced to do it left him naturally very upset. Yeah. Um, And he walked into his boss's office and handed in his resignation. Um, Stone then offered him a drink, to which Miguel politely accepted. Um, not knowing that Stone had drugged the drink (laughs) with a highly addictive hallucinogenic drug that also bound to the user's DNA so that they'd be guaranteed to be dependent on it. What the... And this drug was only manufactured by Alchemax. Ah. So by doing that, he was kind of forced to stay there was Mm. Stone's master plan. Um... So, to try and rid himself of this addiction, Mm -hmm. Miguel tried to use the process on himself. 
because when he was developing the process, he used his own genetics for a baseline. Right. So he kind of viewed it as like, oh, I can like reboot my DNA mm-hmm. and t- go back to my DNA before this drug was attached to it. Backup save. Yeah, exactly. Big big brain. Um, however, this was sabotaged by his um, co-worker, Aaron Delgato. And in an attempt to kill him, um, he put spider DNA in there. Ah, um, okay. But it didn't kill Miguel. Instead, it successfully spliced the spider DNA into Miguel, giving him powers and ridding him of his addiction. Um, yeah, when Del Gatto saw what um, physical mutations had taken place for Miguel, including talons that kind of come out of his arms and stuff, mm. um, he started shooting at him, thinking that this savage beast was about to rip him to pieces. Um, and he kind of tripped and fell out of a window. Miguel tried to save him and grabbed oh. him, but then the talons like extended and stabbed into Aaron a bit, Ooh. which caused him to fall and die. Uh, no, not fall, fall and get badly hurt. Um, and then after kind of th- this initial arc where it was him trying to hide who he was, he got helped out by the Church of Thor. Um, oh and stuff like this, he realised that actually Alchemax didn't know that he was this new Spider-Man. So he kind of took his job back so that they didn't realise he'd been successful. Okay. Um, He also had a... um, So he's got his job back, and then he has a bit of an incident where he gets kidnapped by Vulture2099. Okay. Who happens to be a cannibal. Oh. Yes. And it's at this time that Miguel realises that Nueva York needs him both as Spider-Man to help Mm. deal with people like the Vulture, but also as Miguel O'Hara to be this kind of double agent inside Alchemax to kind of control them and stop them ruining the city. Yeah. Um, And that is the kind of motivations of... um, Spider-Man 2099, he's a a lot darker than Peter Parker. He's a lot angrier. He's a fair bit more brutal. But he kind Mm. of just matches the time. He's kind of like a um, cyberpunk take on Spider-Man. He's in this ultra-futuristic city where big corporations have taken over everything. So you just have to be a bit more brutal to survive. Um, And he's not as quippy. Interesting. So he will be a um, formidable antagonist for Miles, mm. I'm sure. And it'd be really cool to see Oscar Isaac get a proper run at him for an extended period of time. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, anyway. Mandalorian. Yeah. Season 3, episode 7. The... Yes. Penultimate. Yes. Yes. Episode. Yes, no. Yes, no, no, yes. This, the, uh, I was bouncing off the walls. Uh, we've, we're we going to have to stop at the beginning here. I know we try not to do shot for shot, but there is a lot. The, the, uh, I mean, we can bounce all over, but there was a lot this episode. Mm. So we started off with um, Moff Gideon getting phone call from New Republic woman. Oh, yeah, the, the insurgent 
Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, but is she actually evil or is she so, just, is she just really soft, but she's actually trying to be good? Or yeah, this what? was the thing. It started with her walk, like she's walking through downtown Coruscant. And it's like, okay, she's sick. she's obviously going to meet someone. So then I was having the thing of, we're presuming she's bad, but what if she is actually good? And she was like, getting rid of the cloning guy because, so it's, it was like, couldn't be trusted. Yeah. Okay, we're about to find out which side she lies on here, uh, and then we see a old imperial probe unit rocking up, and I'm like, ah, evil, it's evil. She's she's bad. Uh, and then it's yeah, Moff Gideon. Uh, we get the the return and the reveal, um, yeah. of which she was like, yeah, got rid of the doctor, dealt with that issue. Yeah, you need to know the Mandalorians are back and mounting an offensive. Yeah, he he, Moff uh, Gideon was just trying to be like, thought you said there was no one going to help the so out the pirates. Yeah, and she's like, well, there wasn't, but. Mandalorians got involved, a certain special Mandalorian. Uh to yeah. which got I feel got Moff getting a little little scared. Mm-hmm. And also the worried. massive bit of foreshadowing as to where he was hiding. Yes, which, which just... in hindsight we all should have spotted, but I don't think anyone did. We should have done, but Yeah, it just do you know what it is? Oh well from when we first saw him. Um, like his armor that he was wearing, we should have. I didn't pick up on it when he was walking around without a helmet on, like just the chest bit. But it's like we should have kind of picked up on the fact it was potentially Mandalorian themed, yeah. Uh, suits, uh huh. But I'm trying to think um, what, what then came. We do we then well, skip well, then, to well, well, no, 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 because oh. then we've got his meeting with the other heads. Oh, the Shadow Council, yeah. So there's a big bit as he's walking into that meeting, yes, where we go by little tubes that look like they're used for cloning. It's cl- yeah, no, the cloning, yeah, yeah. facility. So I'm like, oh, that's big, yeah. Then we get into the meeting. And they're having a discussion about you need to be more careful right now that they think we're just warlords. They can't, can't know we're working mm-hmm. together to rebuild the empire. You're being a, you're making a bit too much noise, blah, 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 blah. Then we find out fucking Hux. It wasn't Hux. So was it was the first order. It's like his dad or granddad. Yeah, so it's, it's Brendel Hux, who is the father of uh, Gleason Hux, I think his name is, who was the one that kind of took over the first order and all that. Yeah, but I mean, he was also a double agent, wasn't he? Which uh, is also crazy. Yeah, uh, but also fun fact: that's the actor's brother. Oh, is it? Oh, that's yeah. Cool. So that's why there's a very like even their facial shape and everything they look yeah. similar. Uh, um, so then you've got the other one who's talking about Thrawn. Yeah, you have got like Thrawn's representative, right hand man. Um, yeah. And then they're just talking about Project Necromancer. Like, come on, we all know what that is. Well, yeah, we've got... He mentions that Brendel Hooks is dealing with Project Necromancer. Not that he seems that into doing clone stuff, um, but he seems to be in charge of it. We obviously, once again, Dave is trying to fix the Disney... Dave is going to fix. He, he, yeah, he is going to. He is doing everything in his power to make it all make sense and at least please the fans in the sense of, like, it all works out and lines up. Yeah. You might not like the story arc, but I'm going to make it make sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Moff Gideon is 
in a very like imperial space we don't really know where it is it's just he then kind of definitely a bit of a f they're all warlords and all have power trips and whatnot and he's there like oh well you keep mentioning frauds coming back but i hear nothing of fraud in the in the galaxy maybe we need new leadership hmm I wonder who you think should the new leadership be. Well, I mean, it's just like forgetting how phenomenal Giancarlo Esposito is in every role he's ever done ever. Yeah. But, I mean, even if you look at his design, he's got like a kind of Vader-esque chess piece mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. And like everything about him just screams, oh, he's the heir apparent. Because Vader, like, with the rule of two in the Sith, Vader was eventually supposed to get strong enough where he could kill and replace Palpatine and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And it's almost like, because he's designed himself like Vader, obviously Vader's dead, Palpatine's dead. He's like, it's me. I yeah. am that guy. Um, and it's just really interesting, some of the design choices into Moff Gideon, and how even other highly respected Imperial people seem to be a bit shook by Moff Gideon yeah and like i think also leaning into that is like he's very much obsessed with taking the best like he talks about taking the best from all the like the clone troopers and the mandalorians and all these different places and building a sh the strongest army and quite clearly wants to rightly be like he really wants to finish off the mandalorians and finish what he started like he has like a proper grudge against them but yeah, he like threatens new leadership. But I really did enjoy that From was getting name dropped a lot. Yeah, um, and that uh, episode very deliberately came out the weekend after uh, after yeah, so, yeah. the Solo celebration. Yeah, um, <laughs> like you can tell that there was not a room for any delay or anything in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then yeah, we kind of it. He does a little like stands in the middle and in a way trying to do a bit of like a royal kind of morale thing to everyone it's very very much wants he clearly wants to be the one in charge um uh-huh which does does pose an interesting thing because you've got to look as well to like the disney trilogy we didn't obviously moff gideon's not around Thrawn's not around Something I think one of them gets rid of the other. Whether we see it in this, I think I think this is going to be down the line when, and we'll get into it later, like the the film that's been announced and whatnot. Uh -huh. But there's clearly going to be some scuff of power for who's going to run the first the the first order. Uh -huh. Um, but I think it was after was it after the Shadow Council we then jumped back to Navarro. Yes, we go back to Navarro and we see the Imperial um, oh, yeah, Star the, Cruiser coming overhead and everyone's we, panicking. And then there's like every time every of the first shots of it, it's like there's there's something on the bottom of the ship, and then we get the reveal like part as it's going out and it's just a big Mandalorian Mythosaur skull. skull. Which um, looks dope on the bottom of Yeah, it does. And I'm sorry, that fleet is ridiculous. Like just pulling up in a fucking star cruiser because yeah oh by the way we've done a paint job on it <laughs> like i want to know why they bothered that's a lot of paint they're mandalorians they want to flex but there's not even like that many of them 
Like, yeah, they, there's, all so, of them have spent collectively probably about a month trying to paint that mythosaur skull this, on there. This is also the thing I was thinking. I was like, with how many of the dropship ones that, like, bow flies? They've got a bunch of them on the start. And I was like, that Star Destroyer is, like, I'm sorry. You're, you're walking down a corridor and not seeing anyone for, like, three floors. Either the Empire had far too many people operating these ships. Or... The Mandos are just that... They're that good, they don't need them. are severely understaffed on these ships. And the ship runs like a piece of shit where everyone's going, this is bumpy as fuck. Well, it'll just be that... No. It'll be like, cockpit, everyone's flying it fine. Um, but it's like, if there's an issue, there's one guy down in the engine room on his own. And they're like... We've lost something. He's like, yeah, I'm working on it. And he's like running, running to the other end of the ship where there's like the shit. He's just like fucking running around like a headless chicken. Yeah, no, I did think it feels lacking on Mandalorians for the size of ship they've got. But it's just, they can get around that and say, maybe we don't see them all. But, um, and then, yeah, we, so obviously they're panicking and then the high magistrate is like, no, it's fine. It's our friends. Look at the symbol. Uh, by the way, Mando, look, I've got a present for you. Uh, in comes IG-11, but it's IG-12 now, being controlled by... Oh, I forget what the little guys are called. Carillions? Some Yes, the little mini ones that Carillions, he met with. Carillions, maybe, something like that. Yeah, the little uh, droid workers who yeah. Grogu loves. Uh, and Grogu he come... has a reaction to them like we have a reaction to Grogu. Yes, and Grogu sees him, and then obviously the little guy jumps out, and he's like, uh, "Baby, no, bad squ- baby, no squeezing, <laughs> yeah, bad baby, no squeeze." <laughs> As he runs past him, uh, and then High Magistrate's like, "Well, maybe someone can pilot. Maybe Grogu can fit in it." And Mando being like, yeah, "A classic that no, then being dad mode <laughs> is just like, no, that's not safe for the child. Yeah, no, nope. he is too young for that." <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's kid, just put, let's just put him in and see if he fits. <laughs> puts him in, and at, at that moment, Grogu enters toddler phase. Uh-huh. At, at that specific moment, he becomes a toddler, and the fact like they didn't need to do this, but the fact they added a yes no button into that like there was no need, they, they didn't need it, but they chose to do that. And I'm so glad they did. Because then he starts walking around going, yes, 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 no, yes. Before that, he's like, okay, right, can we fix, take him out now? And Grogu's like, no. 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 What do you mean, no? No. You're, you're, you're too young for that. No. You cannot pilot that. No. And then you got behind Magistrate. He's like, he wants to do it. Yes. <laughs> and then you're running around the room. Yes, yes, it's yes, like, yes. It was so funny. But also at the same time, it's like, it's the first time that, in a way, Grogu's been able to communicate freely yeah like in a way that we also understand it as the viewer so it was very cool to see that um and yeah also very funny to have this kid now in a weaponized suit walk around going yes no yes no yes no (laughs) like any toddler would um (laughs) It, it was when he like leaves in the suit and they're walking down and you just hear the echo yes Yes, yeah. and like again, the body actor for Mando being phenomenal as always, just walking, looking so defeated. Yeah, just being like that dad. Going, yes, yes. There's like, I shouldn't have given, and I shouldn't have let my child have this toy. Regretting getting the noisy yeah. toy. 
look, we we were all there as kids. We got the noisy yep. toy, and then two days later, magically it wasn't working anymore mm-hmm. because Dad had taken the batteries out. Oh, batteries out. have run out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then obviously there's the bit in the street when he's walking down. He's stu- now he's got full control. Like he can do whatever he wants in a suit. He like goes to start. He, he just grabs food and starts eating it. And like a dad being like, "No, you can't do that." Has to pay the vendor because obviously he's eating. And then uh, he grabs a fruit, which I forget the name of it, but you might not know the reference yet. I don't know how much of Rebels you've started watching. Well, I've only seen the first episode so far. Okay, that fruit is mentioned multiple times in Rebels as like a little fun recurring um item so yeah it was cool to see one of those actually get <laughs> picked up and then crushed because Kogoku doesn't understand what he can do with the suit and then once again mando has so to pay good. uh it was it's the perfect i'm so glad they've done this yeah it was really really good um so then we uh, but everyone's landed we get that really tense scene yes where both like, clans oh is it gonna kick off then the armor was like, ding, ding, make food, make camp. Let's ding, see. ding, dinner's ready. Yeah. Uh, like, everyone check your egos at the door. We got shit to do. Yeah. And they do, I mean, they do a good job of keeping their egos in check for, they for a while. Um, um, so I, th- I guess now makes more, I know it's a little bit of a jump, but we'll talk about where that kind of ego clashing leads to. Once mm. they're on Mandalore and they're on the big ship, and they're playing a kind of Mandalorian chess is the only way to really describe yeah. it as a board game that involves tactics. They're having a disagreement about how it goes. Um, so then they both, uh, you get Axe and you get Paz Vizsla having a big old fight. Yeah, the two biggest egos. Yeah, and then everyone's like, no one from either side can step in because that then devolves everything. We've got to let these two just solve it. And mm-hmm. then further proof that Grogu is going to be the Mandalore. He's going to be the one to reunite everyone. As they're fully about to go, like, ready to kill each other, he just gets in between them with his robot, pushes them apart, and just goes, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And then gives a nod to Bo. Like, because he obviously sees all the Mandos are just nodding at each other when they do something. It's like, he gives an approving nod. Uh, Gro- Grogu is going to be the one to unite the clans. He He is. I did find it funny with that chest bit where he's like, yeah, but that's a move that this piece can do. And he's like, I don't care. This piece is now a certain type of knight. <laughs> he is both pieces in one. I am allowed to do this move. I've made it up. And then they're just like throwing insults at each other. Yeah. Um, but that kind of Paz Vizsla kind of leading into the big brute character of I'm do what I, I want, not what, smart. Want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we see obviously back when they do first meet, they have the little, like, speech moment of, we're going to go back to Mandalore, retake it, who, like, who volunteers? Yeah, then we get a little I am Spartacus moment. Yes. Like, I volunteer, I volunteer. No, you have I my volunteer. axe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's like, it's a bit of a Ted's moment where no one's doing anything. Then it's like, axe um, volunteers, and then you get a few of... Um, Bo's crew, and then you get a couple of the um, Forge crew. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess watch. it's kind of like no one wants to say it, so then you get one or two from like each side saying it, and then a couple more egos get to play with like, well, they can't represent better than we can. So like, well, yeah, and, it, we'll, and then we'll, and then it's it also like, like the competition itself of, oh, we're all going to do it. Yeah, and it's also kind of that thing of like, the ones that aren't, that are clearly just the 
not the leader head, like facing figures of each side. The ones that probably would have immediately said yes, but they're like, well, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to say yes, and I'm the only one, and then they out me. Uh, but then as soon as like some of the bigger egos say yes, it's like, oh, okay, it's safe for me to now volunteer myself. And they get like a proper little squad going uh, with the plan to have one ship go down, clear things out, and then bring everyone down. Exactly. How wrong that went. Um, well, I mean, I guess this is as good a time as any, isn't it? So mm -hmm. the internet is in a bit of a divide. I'm not sure how I feel. People are starting to feel like the armorer may it's have had sauce. something to do. So when I was watching the episode, I'll be honest, I didn't really think anything of it. I'll be honest, when she got in the ship to take off and I knew so I... that obviously they couldn't communicate, I yeah. was worried that, because obviously at this point I hadn't put together that got, um, Moff Gideon was on well, yeah. War, I thought they were going to show up and I thought, oh, she's a main character by herself on that ship with side characters. Are they going to turn up and blow that all to shit and all the Mandalorians are going to be stuck on the planet? Mm. So How wrong I was. Yeah. So I thought it came across a little weird in the moment for me because it, while, yes, it felt like she is trying to help bring both sides together so it felt like she was very much trying to be i'll take the survivors and whatnot and the injured ones and i'll do my part that way but then in my head i'm like you're the armorer why do you not want to be there for the like surely out everyone going to the forge you're the one who should be at the forge yeah like it, it just felt weird in that sense like why is she leaving and not wanting to go to the forge straight away yeah, um, why, why can't someone else who's been stuck on this planet all these years and probably could do with some help? Yeah. And um, this is also at the point where we'd met the three... Well, we got sh introduced to the three new Mandalorian guys who've been living on the yeah. surface. And there's also some talk of the people on the boat being sus. Now, I don't think the people on the boat are sus. I think they have just been existing on this planet and like they said, some people have gone underground to explore and never come back. We later find out probably why. Um, and I think they've just been living like nomads, keeping to themselves. Um, I don't know if you also thought this, but when that creature started breaking out of the I ground, I was like, oh shit, it's the Mythosaur. Mythosaur's going to come out and Bo's going to light the Darksaber and be like, by the way, guys, I saw this guy already. Look, he's chill with me and climb on top of it. And I was like, this, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, why they reacted so late, I don't know. It felt like they saw this thing coming out of the ground. They were just like, wow. Oh, shit, well, we're I now guess, right next to it. <laughs> I, I guess we just don't know if, like, moving rocks yeah, that true. weren't actually that uncommon. So they're like, okay, cool. It's just doing what kind of happens. It's just some bit of the ground collapsing or something. Yeah, like that's not massively uncommon. And then last minute they see the actual thing coming out and they're like, ah, shit, what is that? It just absolutely decimates that thing. Yeah. But also happens to be right next to the entrance down into the forge. So handy. <laughs> they all yeah, run that, off that, down. That's in. a very, um, very just, standard kind yeah. of... Oh no, something went wrong, but we're right where we need to be. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just writing, in it? Yeah. And then, yeah, they disappear off down and, like, 
arrive in the oh they're like this is what remains of the forge and it look like i mean the we've seen what it looks like underground with like the aesthetic and it it does look cool being back on mandalore and seeing it in live action um but then they get ambushed but not by any ordinary stormtroopers these are beskar troopers i guess you can call them but do we know if they're actually wearing beskar so there's later on moff gideon mentions about he used an alloy yeah and there's shots at first some of them were bouncing off so i think that's why like they can so we i think we've talked about this in the past why like mando's suit is so strong but these other guys aren't and it's yeah, because mando got so much best his is pure beskar which is by the way he he's basically wearing like a platinum suit yeah he, <laughs> like, he's... he's dripped out in value yeah and I, and i guess like the argument could be for you walking around in a suit with diamonds how are you not getting robbed and he goes well because how's anyone gonna fucking rob me yeah are you gonna are you gonna fuck around with a mandalorian one of the ultimate warrior species who's also dripped out in full beskar or do you step out of the way and go hello yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah it's some sort of beskar alloy and obviously all their suits are very Mandalorian-esque in design. Um, like a weird, a, a, a mix slash blend of like the new Stormtroopers that, and then like Mandalorian armor. Yeah. Very cool little fight scene. Getting to see more Mandalorians versus potentially Mandalorians. Yes. So, I mean, that's still a bit up in the air. I'm wondering if it's a mix of some Mandalorians and some just conscripted stormtroopers or like loyalists to Gideon. Well, we, know, we know Moff Gideon has um, definitely got a knack for creating some of his own loyalists. Yes. He has like loyalists from his old crew that are still yeah. rocking around. What what I found really interesting was because maybe I'm just a dumbass. At this point, I was only just starting to consider. Oh, uh, my initial thought when I first saw them stormtroopers were, oh, they were waiting for them. Mm. Not this is their base. So I was like, as oh shit, start, it's a trap. Yeah. So as they start chasing them, like the ones that are left mm -hmm. down, like them caves, I'm like, oh shit, this is a trap. They 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 they're operating here. And then we start seeing them corridors, them very imperial there's, corridors. Yeah, there's, so it goes from like, oh shit. Yeah, this was the thing. I was like, at this, at that first initial point, and they retreat, and there's, and um, but I was like, chase them. Yeah, onwards. Uh, I was like, oh shit, this was an ambush. Like they're returning to wherever like their ships are landed, and they're gonna try and escape. Yeah. And then they're running through cave, and then every so often, a bit of the cave has some metal walling this very imperial-esque design and i'm like hang on this is this is structured buildings that are not old structured but this is new infrastructure and then it's like they end up in a corridor that is an imperial corridor and i'm like at the moment i was like oh shit this is their base like this is they've taken this over and then we get the full fucking scene of the the cliffside and while, while Star Wars has always got a, a decent amount of fair criticism, mm. I think it says a lot about how consistent they are 
the you can tell imperial structure oh. from none. The fact that everyone simultaneously when they start seeing them corridors is like that's imperial design is crazy. And that's on the art departments of Lucasfilms. Because like, they have so impressive. Fictional fictional architecture. Yeah. Like, and having set design language for set yeah. things. Like me and you having grown up in England, we'll drive about and we'll see houses in the Victorian style. Oh, we know that was built during the Victorian yeah. era. Or Tudor or yeah. yeah. The fact that they've got historical mm -hmm. like uh, sorry, um fictional factions that architecture is so compoundly and consistently designed and here we see a fucking corridor and we're like that's imperial is wild what's what's even more wild is if you were probably to put stuff from the prequels the original trilogy mandover like all of from across the whole spam there will be change in how it like looks but only subtle changes that it's still overall has that imperial feel throughout an empire yeah. feel, whatever you want to call it that even at this point, like, it probably does look different to some of the older stuff, but it's like instantly everyone knows, oh shit, we're in the enemy's base. Then you get the big reveal of like, as we've seen many times in different Star Wars things, they build into rock sides. They love to do that. And then we get that, and then they show that there's fucking TIE fighters, and you're like, oh, this is base of operation. This is not good. And the, showing the TIE fighters, it was at that point where I'm like, oh shit, this, like, Moff Gideon is here. Like, it's not just, like, an, it's not just, like, a base of operation. This is Moff Gideon's base. This is the base of operation. Yes. Uh, we get the big um, fight moment. Well, we get the reveal. Yeah. Mando gets cut off uh, and captured, and Grogu has to watch on. Uh... Which, I'm sorry, he went down like a chump. Like, My guy was not t pulling any punches. No, he, and he, he was... It took four of them to grapple, like, grappling hook him to get him to stop being able to fight. And then they had to disarm him. I'm worried what they're going to do to my man. I hope... I'm worried they, they're going to put him in a mind flare thing, sort of machine. Or probe him. We trust I think Grogu we trust. He's going to go full IG-12 mode and get his dad back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that um, happens, and Moff Gideon does his big reveal of like, yeah, I've been here the whole time. Ally. Yeah, my new Beskar Ali drip puts on his helmet with which, the um, mall spikes. With the same, similar spikes to what the armor has, which is why people are now sus of the armor. And again, reference to... So this is where I'm unsure on the armor, right? Because... We get a moment on back on the boat, jumping back a little bit, where they're having like a meal and there's mention of the Death Squad. And they're the like, Death oh, Watch. Death Watch, sorry. And being like, oh, for the Death Watch, I'm surprised they're still around. Oh, well, they don't exist. They're all scattered to the moons, which yeah. people have taken of she was part of Death Watch, mm -hmm. which would lead into why she has the spikes like Darth Maul, because Death Watch allied with allied. Maul. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if it's a sense of, yes, she was part of that. And then it's like, Moff Gideon just, I mean, he's the evil guy. He's obviously going to be like, oh, Maul was a great figure. Um, also had a thing with the Mandalorians. I'm going to ref like also just tie into that. Whether or not they actually are connected, we don't know. 
Um, but yeah, his suit looks sick. The black and red. Definitely going for that Sith Mandalorian vibe. Well, I guess the I guess the other interesting thing is if Moff Gideon has maybe mm. been able to work out how to forge Beskar alloy. Mm. It's clearly like something that you can work out pretty easily. So why is the armor even important unless she taught him well here's my thought um i'm i'm gonna go with the thought process of some of those um we'll call them beskar troopers are mandalorians some of death uh death squad or ones that did go underground or just got recruited and turned to him whatnot i think there are some and I would imagine some of them were armorers because I remember the remember the armorer said in the Great Forge there was many armorers working. Mm. So there are more. She's not the only one that knows how to do stuff with Beskar. It could have just been an old arm, another armorer that has turned sides. Maybe it is her feeding information about how to make the yeah, alloy. That, that just that just feels a bit too convenient, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I think there's some Mandalorians have helped feed him how to make an alloy or have done the legwork and he's just using it uh but then yeah he does this whole thing he's like yep see you later caught you in a trap door shut um well yeah the door the front door opens fat firefight the man pazvers going full ham mode of that minigun absolutely my guy was ready to fight god he was rinsing them while Bo is using the Darksaber to cut themselves away out. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, the whole time that front door's down and he's doing his little, like, speech, like, how we got Mando, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why the fuck are you not cutting through the door and just going at him? Just, you've got to, essentially got a fucking lightsaber. Well, it is well, it is a lightsaber at your side. Just cut through the door. Come on. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, she cuts them out the back door to give them a chance to escape. Meanwhile, Paz Vizsla's like rinsing, rinsing oh, yeah. people. Like, my guy is dropping them like flies. Like, every single wave is like next wave, next wave. He's just rinsing them to the point where the classic game mechanic here, gun overheating. Like, he melts, like, he follows that minigun till it's melted itself. Yeah, and then and then he uses it as a melee weapon. Yeah, then he's like, ah, oh, shit, it stopped firing. Well, blunt force weapon. And then he yeah, just like, starts... Um, the, old, the old Borderlands gun, <laughs> instead of reloading, you just throw it as a hand grenade. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, he just starts grabbing them and throwing... Like, he full-on just hand-to-hand combat modes. And, like, he even gets one of the guns and just starts beating the shit out of him on the ground. And you're just like, okay, so this man funny. is fighting to the end and then the way that he just kicks uh the last two off oh yeah he didn't even want to risk them being unconscious he's like you better be fucking dead yeah he's just like now nah, this is sparta and just kick them <laughs> off the edge uh at which point you're like oh shit he he's like beat the fuck up and tired now um but like he won uh and yes yeah, like the Praetorian guards that Moff Gideon had asked for. Uh, so they arrive. Now we saw the Praetorian guards in the Disney trilogy. Mm-hmm. These ones look way fucking better. 
I did, don't get me wrong. I never had a problem really with how they looked. I know a lot of people hated the look of them. I think they look way better with like a more of a knight slash Mandalorian esque helmet yeah. and a bit more of a Mando esque armor. But they were still rocking the like electric purpley weapons. Yeah. They're very cool. And unfortunately, yeah, they just that. At that point, it's like you can't really do much because they're essentially lightsaber esque weapons and. I mean, I think the whole point was make Paz Vizsla look like an unstoppable force. Mm -hmm. So that when these three come in and make light work of him, the mm -hmm. viewer really understands the stakes of how dangerous these three are. Yeah, they're like elite force with elite weaponry. Yeah. And even then, it took three of them to take Paz Vizsla down. Mm -hmm. But they're, yeah, brutal, brutal end, but what a final stand from the man. Uh, the the sad thing is like Bo Katan, that's the second Vizsla now. She's watched die fighting so she can get away. Mm -hmm. It's like, and the man's got a son. Yeah, that that that. I am so down for Grogu and Vizsla's son to just go ham and then end Gideon as like for dads. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like. His sons of the last, uh, well, we presume one of the last Vizslers. So he's got a pretty, like, big weighted name to carry in Mandalorian in the future. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the Praetorian Guards, very sick. I mean, we've known about them coming for two, since season two, there was a picture leaked. Uh-huh. When season two was in filming and everyone's been waiting to see when the fuck they're going to show up. I think it delivered. Uh, also, again, helps Phil Dave once again helping make sense of like, oh look, Praetorian Guards were a force that was put together. Mm. Um, back here, this is why they rock up, and we never really saw them. They're kind of like a new thing. Um, I'm trying um, to how else went down. It's a big one, and it leaves a lot, lot for the um finale. Finale. Yes, because um, we've got. You've got, like, going into the finale now, you've got, obviously, them guys are on the run, trying to get back to the surface or whatnot, out the cave. You've got armor has gone back to the fleet that's above Mandalore that has no contact with them. Um, then you've got Mando's been captured. There's a lot of people speculating we're going to get um, Boba Fett and Fennec rock up. To help and to also bring the Manticore. Yeah. Now, if that's true and we get a Boba Fett on Manticore, Bo Katan riding a Mythosaur, mm. and then I don't know what Jin's doing. <laughs> he needs his own. Maybe, he can, maybe him and Grogu can get that other giant creature under control. We know Grogu's good with animals. Um, I just feel because Grogu's been just a little bit of like a cute slash comedy character this series, not in yeah. a bad way. There's not been like a big role for him to play. I've yeah. got a feeling he's got a big moment coming up. I think the reason he got the IG twelve suit is he is going to go on an absolute rampage, getting his dad back, because. It's even though it hasn't got the memory circuit of the IG eleven, it has the same weapon system. 
So I just, I'm ready for Grogu to just, like, full force focus and just unlock some, like, forgotten knowledge and just go full machine. Yeah, and just absolute tear through, like, a squadron on his own. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it, to be honest. And he is, he is seeming more and more Mandalorian by the day. Mm-hmm. I think um, we're going to get a big space battle as well. Because obviously all the um, TIE fighters or TIE destroyers were going... Uh, interceptors and bombers, yeah. Yeah, they were setting off. So we're going to get a huge space battle with the fleet. Something's going to have to happen on the surface. Um. Yeah, it's it's... There's a lot, a lot still to come. I'm hoping yeah, I, I, we get like a fat episode. I, I, I want to know more about Gideon's past. Mm. I feel like there's a key bit of information hidden in his past that's going to blow this whole thing wide open. I think... Like he's some kind of Mandalorian who was fucking ostracized or something. Mm, I think he is a fanatic of... Darth Maul. Maybe. And, but then in the sense of like, because Darth Maul, for a very brief moment, was in control of Mandalore. Um, I think he's jealous of what he failed to accomplish. Because the ones on the, like, dark side and the Imperial, they're always just greedy for more power than their, their fellow Imperialists. Like, they all just want to one-up each other. Yeah. So I think it's just a pure greed for completing something that they failed to do, which is get Mandalore under control. Yeah. He wants to be right. that guy and then sees that as his ticket to then running things. Um, Psych Thrawn's going to come along and just absolutely smack him down. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it's been good so far and I cannot wait for next week's episode. Yes, big finale. Um, but then that brings us on to a bit of a, a a trailer season for the second week in a row. Yeah, more it, trailers it, it, again. We are, we are well in trailer type time. Um, with the Marvels trailer. Yes. The Which I wasn't expecting us to get, I'll be honest. It looks fun. It does look a it lot of fun. It looks really fun. So... For those that aren't aware, the Marvel's trailer is Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Prote. Oh, what's Monica uh, Rambeau, but we don't actually yeah, know Monica what her. Rambeau. So, I in, think in the comics um, she's called. Is it Proton? Oh, I don't think it is. One second. <sighs> Forget. Monica Rambeau. It's something in that esque. Uh, comics. Oh my god, come on. She's Photon. Photon, that's it. She's also gone by something else. One second. Yeah, so, but we don't oh, know her MCU official superhero name yet. Don't think she has one as of yet. I think she's also been the Spectre or something. Right. Uh, Spectrum and Pulsar she's also been. Okay. Spectrum was 2013 when she started using that name. So that is the most recent name, so that's my what might be what they go for. I don't Possibly. Know. Um but yeah, we see the three of that we've got the three of them. Well, 
we saw that their powers are interlinked yes. or entangled. There's so also any time a... they appear to be using their powers, they appear to be swapping places with each other. So there's a shot where Captain Marvel has a bangle on as well, mm. which, in my opinion, is like okay. So that's how her and Miss Marvel are doing the flip uh, switch places. Like that's how what they've become linked that way. Um, Monica Rombo being that she went like she's got affected by weird hex magic shit that's unlocked some powers in her um, it's gonna be a fun and like the one fight clip we saw the three of them like they they got it dialed in at some, they get it dialed in at some point and like the combo it looks so fun watching that. That fight's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, Brie Larson looks phenomenal as Carol Danvers. I don't know quite what they've changed with her styling, but it looks a lot better. There's a, I know it. I don't know if it's throughout, but I know there's one point where she goes back to the classic suit style. So I think there's a bit of like changing that. Um, I will note, Nick Fury looks... So, considering we got Secret Invasions trailer the other week, mm. and we saw a very rugged, older Nick Fury, this has to be set before, because Nick Fury looks young and tidy, and... I... Is he still I, scroll? I disagree. Oh. I think this only got delayed because Secret Invasion got delayed and this has to come out after Secret Invasion. Um, I think what you perceive as him looking younger is just he's not on the run anymore so he's able to have a proper meal, a shower and a shave. Possibly. I was wondering if it's maybe going on at a similar time because they're not on Earth all the time. They're on Earth for some of it. There's a lot of those who are spending in the Sabre space station. I think it was called. Yes. Um, so you've got Shield, which is what protects Earth. Yeah. Then you have Sword, which the comics is what was used for base. Yeah, which we saw some of and in. And then the Saber Space Station is obviously Saber's a play on, like you've got a sword yeah. and you've got a Saber. So it's kind of like that's just the name of the space station. I don't know if they've changed it slightly so it's a, a different separate thing, but that's the idea. I'm wondering if, because we saw Sword in WandaVision. Yes. But then it kind of got shown that the guy was in charge of it was corrupt and a bit. Of a dick, yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe they name changed it to Saber to be like, ah, oh, we're a new, you know, like companies do. New management, new name. We're not the same company anymore, but it is the we same are company. Not the war criminals from before. Um, but yeah, it looks a lot of fun. There's, um, I can't remember. Park Sojun. I can't remember. I don't know how to say his last name. His character gets shown who's... No one knows who that is. Potentially some alien race. Yeah. Um, I've, and then there's like a lot of fun... Com sort of... Like we saw in Miss Marvel. Like the yeah. fun teenager moments. Where she's like, oh my god, we're a team. And Caradon was like... Yeah, mm. like oh my god, you're Nick Fury. Oh my we're a team. We're a team. She meets... Um, I forget the cat's name. Um, it's like, it's like all the tentacles. Yeah, and then we see kittens, which I'm like, yeah, flurking army, let's do it. Yeah, I'm so down. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think the it's vibe seems good. It does. It does seem good. Uh, I don't think there's that. We don't really know much else about it at the moment. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I think there's going to be an outcome from Secret Invasion that's important. I agree. And, I mean, I know I feel like we've said it the last couple of films and it's still not really happened. I feel like this has got a kick on to something more notably substantial. Yeah, well, they're looking... That's something to note. They're investigating the jump point above Earth. That's, like, the... Which is yeah. what the Guardians have used to jump around. I'm wondering if there's something with that that's going to be involved in, like causing multiverses to jump in like maybe that's how what it's going to be playing into so everything's playing into the multiverse in some way and leading to kang um so yeah uh -huh. i do think you're right there if it if it can live up to the fun that the trailer gave off mm -hmm. i think we could be um in for a treat yeah i agree uh as with the first captain marvel film there is already weirdos who are writing it off because it's an all-female yep. cast. Just like they decided Captain Marvel was... Like, people acted like Captain Marvel's the worst MCU film. And it just isn't. Like, not even close. It's Is it, like, Winter Soldier tier? No. But it's better than a lot of other stuff we've had in the MCU. Let's um, keep some yeah. perspective. Um... On to more women being fucking dope and awesome. Yes. Ahsoka trailer. Oh. Now, I know you got a lot more hype for this than me because you'd already already seen all of Rebels. I've only just started Rebels. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you're going to have to fill a lot more in for us here. Yes. What there... I do know Go on. is that it looked phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And having already watched a couple of episodes of Rebels now, mm -hmm. the character design for the characters who are in Rebel that are in this as well, mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Hera and Sabine look brilliant. They do. Uh, and we also saw Chopper. Yeah. Which I probably was more hyped for, because I've just... We're, like, we've had him cameo in the background of Rogue One. Every, well, in, it was, I think, confirmed. But, like, you will grow to love Chopper as you watch Rebels. And you're going to be excited to see what shenanigans he's going to get up to in live action. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, so there, we saw Hera in, I think the ship's called Ghost One. Yes, the ghost. The ghost. Um, looks incredible. Sabine looks incredible. Um, you won't know this, and it's not a, a spoiler or anything, but the... In the trailer, there's a shot of Sabine on a tower as ships fly over. Uh -huh. That is a direct recreation of the final shot in Rebels. Oh, okay. So they've taken the final shot and redone it in live action. Now, to note, which this is where I've been getting confused for a while on this build-up, is there's been a lot of, like, this is a continuation from Rebels. But then it's also, we saw Ahsoka in Mando, so is it set in the Mando thing? She's older. Ahsoka is going to be set after set after season three of Mando, mm -hmm. but there is going to be 
flashbacks and time hops back to previous oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, which is why we're also going to see Anakin and Darth Vader apparently at some point in this. Um, so I'm thinking that shot is her. There's a mention of when they left or whatever, or where they left off, and it'll time hop and show us that. Because that shot nearly threw me off. I was like, oh, they're going to carry on from the end, but no. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we... Because I don't want... There's David Tennant's back as Huang, the droid, the lightsaber droid, uh, which you'll remember from Clone Wars, uh, the one that helped the younglings. Interested to see how he's going to be important. I'm wondering if Ahsoka's going to need him to... It's either going to be something to do with her, her own lightsabers, or it's going to be something to do with his mass knowledge of um, Jedi that he... Because he can remember every Jedi he's helped build a lightsaber for. Yeah. So whether it's going to be that for finding people, maybe? Um, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting, and I'm excited to um, get to see Thrawn. Yes, Lars Mikkelsen is back as live action Thrawn. We see the back of his head. Because <laughs> obviously they don't want to reveal him yet. Which had the internet melting. Yes. I'm so, so ready. Uh, and then we got... that. Well, we already have had Zeb reveal in Mando. So I would imagine we'll see Zeb in Ahsoka. Um... The other two people that we saw in the trailer, I had to look up because there's a cu- there's a couple of like red lightsaber wielding people, yeah, who we've not seen before. So the uh, the older guy is Balin Skull apparently, and the girl was Shin Haiti. That apparently in other Star Wars stories or something, they are a ma- an a, ma- a master and an apprentice of the dark side. So. Some people were going his light his lightsaber looks orange. Well, I saw a TikTok about this. Mm-hmm. So someone asked Dave Filoni about that. He was like, Did I detect a hint of orange in that lightsaber? And he's like, Oh, you have a good eye. Yes. So so there's there's like a twofold reason for this. I remember watching the original trilogy mm-hmm. that Vader's lightsaber wasn't always red red. Sometimes it was a little bit lighter and more of an orange. So it's a little bit of an homage to that. But it's also maybe a case of maybe not as all as it seems with this character. Mm. So maybe they're not pure evil. But an orange lightsaber already has a meaning in Star Wars lore now, doesn't it? So I know it didn't originally, but they do now cover a lot more colours. Yeah. So yellow and white is like grey Jedi, like neutral. Orange is something to do with the Sith side. I'm not sure if it's someone that is like a Sith. The so lightsaber in changing. In Legends, Orange were most often wielded by Force sensitives who identified as Grey Jedi's. Yeah, I think they're the ones that are like kind of more leaning dark side from yeah. Grey Jedi. Like they're not straight neutral. So it could so be a I case feel of like it's... White is supposed to be like the perfect Grey Jedi. Yeah. Then it goes yellow. yellow. more Jedi side of... Yes, possibly. And then orange is more Sith side? Possibly. Uh, And it could be that they're coming, going from being Sith to grey, or it could be going they're going grey to Sith. Because if if you want to go with the 
uh, lore idea that you bleed lightsabers. Yeah, you bleed the uh, kyber crystal to make it red. And all that. Then it's like the color of the lightsaber represents the person. Um, it's not necessarily the color of a crystal. So in that theory, like, his lightsaber could be slowly changing. Um, yeah, well, that's, it, um, that's why Ahsoka's is white, isn't it? Because she yes. has to heal the kyber crystal from an Inquisitor. Is that correct? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... The shot of them two fighting. Yeah, that's in like the place between or something. Which you won't have a fucking clue what it is. I'm not going to spoil it's that. It's a name I know. Was it Was it ever mentioned in Clone Wars? No. You might have heard it from someone mentioning about Rebels. You will Maybe. discover in Rebels what that is. And if that is true, I'm very excited to see. So it's, it's big and important and scary. Yes. Um... Other than that, I don't think there was much else, like, huge revealed. Obviously, visually, it looks stunning. Yeah. The small, there was what? oh, there was one very small detail that, oh, I forget the actress's name for Ahsoka. Um, but she's obviously spent, like, they've spent a lot of time on how to, uh, like, details that will help transfer, obviously, Clone Wars animated ahsoka into live action and there's one bit where she does like when she's holding a lightsaber she does like the sort of like the rock on symbol with her fingers yeah that is from the animated thing and she does it in the live action loads of people picked up on that detail and were really happy about like just small things like that really show yeah. they've put a lot of thought and i'm not surprised this is dave's child we're dealing with here essentially he Dave is gonna. Is, Dave is gonna make sure it's done proper. He is gonna make sure this is done perfectly. So, yeah, I'm very excited for Ahsoka, and I do think. So here, going back to kind of Mando and what we might see in Mando finale, I think we get a, I think we get a Thrawn reveal in Mando. To set up Ahsoka. Quite possibly. Quite um, possibly. But yeah. Um, and then we also got a Visions Volume 2 trailer. Yes, which I'll when I... I looks, it's going to be so good. It's just going to yeah. be so good. So I was a big fan of Visions Volume 1. I know mm. a lot of people only had some episodes they liked, which, I mean, when everyone's That's doing the their point. own style, yeah, it's very unlikely that people are going to love everyone. I definitely had ones I preferred to the other ones. Mm -hmm. What I will say is, the wider array of animation styles makes this a lot more appealing to me. Because I, I'm going to be able to see what each animation mm -hmm. style does really specially. Whereas before, where they were like all anime styles, but just slightly... That well, yeah, so... Season 1 was anime, but all sub-genres of anime. Well, yeah, it was... Whereas this is just different styles of animation, full stop. When they announced all the studios, we talked about this, but so Season 1 was all traditional anime studios which means they're from korea or japan if i remember correctly yeah um so they all have similarities in style but there was definitely like you said there were some episodes people enjoyed more than others depends on your taste that's the whole point these are all meant to be like you're gonna like some you're not gonna like others uh we've meant we've compared it to love death and robots before this is exactly what they're doing i was the same very excited with season two of this that they were going complete new set of studios no repeat repeats 
and a much wider variety of styles. We talked about it when they announced it. Obviously, Ardman Studios, which do Wallace and Gromit. We were very excited to see what that looks like. The shot, a couple of shots we got of that one. It, it, it is 100% I am watching Wallace and Gromit somehow evented into Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah. it's... It looks great. Did you ever watch... There was like a... I think it was on CUC maybe, but there was like a... Done by the same studio, but it was Animals. And they did... Uh, it was like little funny sketches... I'm not sure I saw them, though. Um, I'll have to find... It was Creature Comforts. Oh, if... okay. Uh, that I don't name if... does ring a bell. I never watched it, but the name does ring a bell. It's, it's basically like animals being interviewed. And it's all funny little short episodes. It just gives me the same vibe. Like, instantly when you see it, you're like, this is Ardman Studio. This is going to be just wonderful. But also the opening shot with like the more painterly stuff, I love that. It's just going to be really cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to, I, I really do hope this has the same success as season one. And we just keep getting more seasons of this and Even more and more studios. Do it, like every 18 months, two years. Yeah. One of, like... give us... And they don't even need to give a fuck about law. Well, yeah, that's like, the point. Really take liberties with stuff and just like... Let None... creativity run wild with Star Wars just as, like, it... the core theme. Here's the thing that's going to happen from these. Because I know the one that everyone loved from season one, the Samurai one, ended up getting an official comic. Yeah. Which still technically doesn't make it canon, but it's more like they've pulled more of it in. Yeah. What could happen is, like, so these studios could just come up with, like, a fun thing, like the Umbrella lightsaber. You see, Dave's gonna see that and go, "Fucking hell, that's sick!" I'm gonna find a way to add that into real I canon. Make that law. <laughs> yeah. So it just opens up for like fun stories that haven't got those restrictions of canon and can go wild with whatever they want to do, just in the world of Star Wars. So yeah, for sure. It's, it's always gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but let's get more in depth into what um happened with uh, uh, Star Wars Celebration. Yes. So um, I didn't actually watch any of it because I kind of forgot it was going on and I was grinding more Minecraft like a maniac. I was away, but, um, but I tried to grab what I could on Twitter. Yeah. So um, we'll go across some of the, the main bits here. So um, mm. three films got announced as yes. coming soonish. Mm -hmm. So we've got James Mangold, who is doing a film set at the dawn of the Jedi, which is Old Republic era by the sounds of it. Yep, Which right is at, exciting. Right at the start of the Jedi, um, which is kind of what I've said I wanted is like to go way back to like height of Sith or like really early on. We, we just didn't think we get to see it, but we're no. getting it, baby. So I'm very excited for that. That film. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, then we've got Filoni getting a film. Yes. Which he said has come about because of um, him slowly doing more with Mando and getting to do, obviously, run the Ahsoka series. Kind of yeah. let him get his foot in the he's, door. Yeah, he's forced the door open and gone, You're going to give me a full film now? Yeah. yeah. You're going to give you're it to me? <laughs> it's like, Oh, so I can I direct one, just a film? So he's doing a film that is going to close out. The high, like the Mando verse, High Republic yeah. Mando verse. 
the Ma- the Mandoverse, which is yeah. Bo- Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Ahsoka. It's going to close all that out. This I'm... film is going to explain how Palpatine returned. I actually like that film. The I I can see it now, right? Ahsoka is going to do her whole thing of searching for like Thrawn and all that malarkey. It's all going to lead into Thrawn. Something happened to him, but then it's gonna the the big underlying thing of the film is gonna be this is how Palpatine gets to the point where like they start cloning him, like they're gonna show how they figure it out. I think so that we know then when you go into the films, you're like, oh well, they they figured out that tech. It's only a matter of time. What I will say sense. is, if in this film mm-hmm. we do not get an elderly wrecker chilling with grogu i'm going to be upset i need i need that, him to find a way we, to make to, it work to make wrecker survive all the way through yeah yeah yeah. i need big boy wrecker with grogu in tiny little mandalorian armor chilling on his shoulder charging i don't i don't know i'm still as much as i'd love wrecker to make it all the way to there i i'm I'm worried. We'll get into, we'll mention Bad Batch, but yeah. like, I'm worried for them. But yeah. And then the third film. Yeah. Charmin Obad Chinois mm-hmm. um, is doing a film set after the sequel trilogy. Mm. Um, Which I don't think anyone saw coming. Yeah. Starring Daisy Ridley back as Rey, in which she's building a new Jedi Order. Yeah, it's going to be set. 15 years, years? Something like, yeah, well, 15 years. I mean, we years. both said the same number yeah. there, so that's probably a good sign. Uh, 15 years after the end of episode 9. Yeah, and people have already been doing some maths. Hmm. That would make Grogu about 90 years old. Which means he should be talking. Right, which is right around the time Yoda became a Jedi Master. Hmm. So it's more than feasible that Grogu's going to be, like, competent in what's going so, on in the world. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm. I have seen the fan base is kind of split, because, and I I'm of the opinion, I think everyone can agree. The Disney trilogy wasn't that it was a terrible, wasn't that it was a terrible storyline. It was just a jumbled mess. Because yeah. of the director changes and then it's like storyline, it just all got lost and messed up. Mm-hmm. It could have been great. I do think Daisy Ridley was great as Ray. I think Ray's character was great. Um, then bringing her back feels like I I kind of hope Dave, even though he's not the one directing it, I hope he has a strong hand in it as he's been trying to repair everything on the build up. I hope. It goes one or two ways, right? They either do stuff that repairs the story enough and makes people go, okay, we like this character now. A bit like with Anakin. When Anakin, the prequels came out, people hated the Anakin character. They didn't really like it. Now everyone loves uh, Anakin and Christian. And it's like... I think... Star Wars fans are kind of like COD fans. (laughs) They hate anything new. Until it's not new anymore. And then they begin to instantly reminisce. Yeah. 
So, the people who hated Ray are going to watch this new film and go, they ruined Ray. Bring back old Ray. Old Ray was great. You have ruined her. Or do you know what the, what's going to happen is people will watch and go, this is what Ray should have been. Why did we not? Why, like, it's going to either save the Disney trilogy, in my opinion, to the point, not like to make it a masterpiece, but like in the sense of it feels better than it did when it first came out. Or if this film isn't well received, like it's just going to, everyone's just going to be like, everything after the Mandoverse film shouldn't happen. Um, I'm I'm hoping that I hope all of these films are good and successful. Yes, so am I. But I want the Filoni and Manigold film mm-hmm. or Mangold film, sorry, to do markedly better because a I really care about the Mandoverse being closed off nicely, yep. and I want them. To have a legitimate reason to delve deeper into the old republic. Yes, I'm. I I want the the, the Daisy Ridley Ray one to do well because I want and I would hope I want them to use it as an opportunity to fill in a lot of problems with that trilogy, like they've been trying to do. Like it's an opportunity for them to to kind of retcon and fix stuff, which will be good. Um. I think the good thing though as well is like although these three films were announced we've talked about that Tahiti I can't say Taika Waititi he is still doing his trilogy yeah so after I think the first day a lot of people were concerned that his film had been silently scrapped Yes, and then on like the second day they confirmed while there's no updates on it right now he's still diligently working away on it yeah and they are not adding other people so they've got these directors doing one each they've said like they don't want to mess with his style and his vision so they're not going to try and put anyone else into it to help that film is going to be divisive as fuck when it comes out yes because taika waititi has a very him style Mm -hmm. and star wars fans are very particular Mm mm-hmm that film is going to get shit on relentlessly on the timeline, but I know me and you both quite enjoying his style are probably mm-hmm. going to love it. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people that will love it, but I do like that let's be honest, they've learned from the Disney trilogy that they can't just switch directors around and just chuck whoever at it in between. They need to let it be one person having a cohesive trilogy. So I'm positive in that sense that they're they're not going to mess with it and they're letting him do his thing. So that should be interesting. Indeed. Um, we also got confirmation that Bad Batch is getting a third and final. Yes. Season. Uh, I'm calling it now. The, however, the season ends. This is not the end of the animated stuff. Uh, the next show that's going to come out is going to be around, based around Rex and what he's up to. And it's essentially just going to carry on straight from the end of Bad Batch season three, just like Bad Batch carried on from Clone Wars. Okay, I... but hear me out. Hear okay. Me out. What if instead, oh, Dave goes, "Oh, we're doing Old Republic stuff." 
Why not I both? I a different animated show. <laughs> Why not both? Do you know what Dave's like? He likes to get he likes to get sturdy with it. He does, but he, he is loving giving us all the shows. He is. I just don't want him to get burnt out and then have to take a really long break where it all goes to shit. I don't. F- yeah, I get you. I I just Dave, think... look after your mental health, please. Because you've got to think Star Wars fandom. There's still depend obviously depending what happens in Bad Batch season three, it's obviously gonna be an absolute rampage of them hunting down Omega. Um, I depending how it ends, there's still gonna be a lot of things that can be filled in in that gap that he's been doing. That's why I'm like, oh, maybe Rex can help bridge the gap even closer to Rebels and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he'll keep going with essentially this is all Clone Wars animated. We've said that multiple times. Whatever comes next is just going to be the next bit. It's just following a different character yeah. till he gets up to Rebels, I think, timeline wise. And then he'll be like, okay, I'm happy now. That's all been filled in and I've retconned and fixed any issues. Yeah, then he'll move on. Have you, have you seen the concern? So I think this is a slight spoiler for Rebels that I've accidentally seen. You oh. don't need to confirm if it is or isn't. Okay. Um, I feel like I saw a scene of a really old Rex in white hair, which is why I think it's Rebels, that was rem- resembled after the person who's allegedly Captain Rex in the Battle of Endor. Um, having like a PTSD moment where he's like, Cody, no. And then after everyone saw Cody in Bad Batch Season 2, everyone's like, oh no, is Cody going to become good again? And then we're going to have to watch Cody die alongside Rex. Um, so that could be really upsetting next season. I do, or in this I've... fictional show that you're thinking logically, mm. and, you're, and that, like, you're right, there's definitely room for it to go between Bad Batch and the start of Rebels. There's going to be... Some sad moments in Bad Batch Season 3, I see it come in. I do think there's huge stuff. There's also, here's a theory, like, a bit of a tangent, but I saw it on TikTok. In the original trilogy, one of the, I I forget which one it is, but one of the bases the Rebels is going to, it's called Echo Base. Yes. No, no, And someone's like, obviously back then. I swear to God, Dave. I was like, obviously back then. We they like it's just called Echo Base, probably because of uh, military alphabet or whatever. But it's if, named after war hero Echo. Yeah, but if Dave's Dave gone, is in the huh, I have an idea for a character in an, in an interesting way. Yeah, I saw the fear is like, is something? Are we potentially going to see something happen to Echo, which is why that base then gets called Echo? If that ends up happening. Dave Filoni is in physical danger. <laughs> if that ends up happening, Dave Filoni is a creative mastermind. I mean, I think he passed creative mastermind oh, a yeah. while ago. But like, when that man sat down and unironically went, I'm going to fix the Disney trilogy. Yeah. As early and, as... And the crazy son of a bitch looks like he's going to pull it off as well. Yeah. I can't... So here's the fun thing. It's like, keeping on a little tangent, it's like, once all this is wrapped up, like Mandoverse and the Ray film, the Ray film, whatever, and this whole chunk is done, and Dave can sit back and go, and it like it, the Disney trilogy makes sense. I look forward to an interview. 
the end of it where someone goes, so why did you take the Disney trilogy so personally? Got gone on us being the one to deliver that interview. <laughs> and he just goes, yeah, well... Open invite. Drop us a DM. You can come on whenever you want, pal. I, I, seat. I can't wait for like him to do an interview. He's like, well, after the end of the third one, I went to George and I was just like, we have to fix this. And it's like, he, him to admit that like he knew as soon as he'd seen the film, I'm fixing this. Like if he admits that, and that's been his whole goal, I will... I wrote that, for six months straight. <laughs> just just to fix that one line that he heard of Palpatine's back somehow. When the man spent nine seasons of Clone Wars making sure Anakin and Darth... um, No, not Darth. General Grievous never met. Mm-hmm. We know how seriously that man takes an individual line of dialogue. Yes, exactly. It's Honestly, if it's going to lead up to that. Just purely that one line has set this man off on a path of creation. And Does it almost not make the suffering of that trilogy worth it, though, if it gave this, us that's a what I was just about to say. Sofa show and the Mandalorian? I was just about to say, what was probably deemed one of the worst lines in Star Wars, because everyone was like, what the fuck, this makes no sense, has you actually... somehow Palpatine would help. We saw that motherfucker <laughs> die 40 years ago. It's like has actually produced some of the best Star Wars content in years because oh, Dave's because Dave's trying to fix it. Well, anyway, slight we got on a bit of tangent there, but uh, yeah. Also at the Star Wars celebration, there was some details on Andor released. So season yes. two is going to be set a year after. Yeah. Uh, every three episodes is the span of a year. Yeah. Don't know how many episodes in total we're getting. Well, we've got 12 in the first season, so we mm, assume we get the same. Which, which four years. Which takes us uh, very close to Rogue One, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably means we only get one more season after that. Uh, so I'm I'm look, I'm down for like a faster time-based thing of like him slowly building this thing up and building up on missions and his little team. I, I think we're going to see a lot more action this way. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know who's also returning? Go on. Andy Serkis. Yes. So my theory that he isn't dead and that he got recaptured, we're going to be pulling that clip up eventually. (laughs) You don't know how to... No, no, honest to God, it makes me just want to go watch that clip of him giving that speech again. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that, you... that that speech makes me ready to like fight God, even without the power of anime on my side. Have you not seen the thing at the end of day one when all the people dressed up that were dressed up as prisoners were chanting "One Way Out" or whatever and running through the convention? Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, the that Andor show is just peak Star Wars. As much as I love Mando, as much as I'm, as much as I'm gonna love Ahsoka, as much as I love Bad Batch, Andor is peak mm. storytelling mm. oh something, for more of it. something else i've just remembered that we haven't put on it there was a few de- little details about skeleton crew revealed there's some more cast members yes, and we then got, we got to see some of the crew yeah and it's essentially going to be about a crew of youngsters okay traveling the galaxy so i imagine they get up sh- to shenanigans but Jude Law is not that young. 
No, he isn't. But is it going to be is a he case like of mental? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe. Um, or it's going to be I don't know time hopping. I don't know. There's still very little details on it, which I'm kind of all for. Um. It'll be interesting it's to exciting. see. Yeah, it's just says we don't really know a lot about it, but it'll be interesting to see good. what fits into things as well, like yeah. what goes on. Um, the um, the big one for me was the news about Acolyte. Oh yeah, it had a new logo as well. Yeah, so it's got a new logo, but also apparently the story is basically around two twin sisters, one who goes to the dark side and one who goes to the light. Yeah, there's some... Which sounds interesting as fuck. Yeah, I think we're going to get... Do you know what that reminds me of? You know, um, the Star Wars MMO cinematics? Yeah. And there's the one of the two twin brothers. Mm -hmm. And in the cinematic, one of them turns evil and one of them stays like there's a yellow. I feel like everyone loved those cinematics from the game, right? And I've been like, oh, they told so much story and just like a cinematic more than we got in the Disney trilogy. Who? Why do I feel like someone at Disney, oh, someone saw that and was like, hmm, fans really love this idea of like twins going opposite paths. We should make that into something. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Two twins, both full sensitive. One goes light, one goes dark. Come on now. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited for Acolyte. That's also going to be something that's going to be great. Yep, 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 yep. And then the other kind of big announcement at the celebration was Return of the Jedi is returning to theaters. Mm-hmm. April twenty um, eighth. Yes, I presume it'll be on films fortieth. I don't know how many theaters it's being shown in. No, and I don't know if it's on for like a week or so, like if they're doing it for a little short. So while. here's the thing: I also am really interested about. Mm-hmm. Are they showing legitimately the original film, or are they showing the version that's available on Disney Plus? Because I have never actually seen the original film. Because by the time I was old enough, it's impossible to get the original film. Yeah, I'm not. I've only ever seen a digital version of it, and even since I've been born, there's been like three or four uplifts to it. So if they are actually showing the legitimate original film, I'm willing to like trek into London to see that. If they're just showing what I can watch on Disney Plus, I'm okay, thanks. Yeah, it's cool they're doing it, and I'm sure some people are gonna love it, but it's not worth my time. Apparently, it is a re-release of the classic film, but I don't know if that means because obviously the film in general is a classic film now. But I don't know if they say uh, which version. Yeah, I don't know. If... They've I mean, the announced only way it, yeah? yeah, I guess the only way we'd really have a chance of knowing is if at the end we see um, Hayden Christensen isn't Anakin. Mm. That's going to be a bit, pretty big giveaway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. They haven't said... I can't find anything on if they've said what version it is. Um, because they just showed a poster. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, it's really cool. And like I said, I'm mm. sure a lot of people will love being able to go and see this. And if it's playing at like my local cinema, I'd be tempted. Yeah, that's just, that's the thing. If it's uh, if it's only at select cinemas, I'm only making the trek if it is something I've genuinely not seen before because I've never been able to. 
I look forward to once all these like the the Mando film and everything's done. A cinema needs to put on a marathon that goes in timeline order. <laughs> Episode one even shows all the important animated clone was uh also, like get rid of all the filler episodes and just yeah. the main arcs. Uh goes all the way through Mando Azoka all the way to the to what the do, final. What do you reckon, Hori, at ten thousand subs we uh, rent out a cinema for a weekend and do it? I think we might need longer than a weekend. <laughs> I don't know how much runtime all that is. Well we just agreed to not no pauses and people just pee when they need to pee. <laughs> yeah. Everyone goes to pee during episode two. <laughs> <laughs> episode two the toilet break <laughs> <laughs> and then you can have another one at episode seven because yeah <laughs> but i think that was all the star wars news yeah other than um, some little bits and then hbo came out with some huge news yes um something so we H talked about a while yeah. back so hbo max and discovery plus are merging their streaming mm -hmm. services to create Max. Um, Shut a shit, man. It really is. And it's all coming from the ego of these two companies that are merging. Because mm. they're like, well, I don't want your name in it. Well, I don't want your name in it. Fine, we'll just be like an adjective. Well, we can't be plus because that would be shit. Okay, let's be Max. I'm surprised they weren't Max plus. Yeah. Um... So there's going to be three tiers. So mm -hmm. Max with ads is going to be $9.99 a month. Yeah. Ad free is going to be $15.99 a month. Which, just to note, is how much HBO Max costs at the moment. And then Ultimate ad free is going to be $19.99 a month. Now... Have you seen that the ultimate ad free is the only way you can get 4K? Okay, no, I hadn't. So that makes more sense. Yeah. So my my previous logic before I had that bit of information was with ads is obviously with ads. Yeah. Ad free is normal ad streaming free service on like stuff, but also in the app they were going to allow shows that are being shown live. Okay like on TV, but you can watch them from anywhere via a mobile device, and they would still have their ads unless you got the ultimate ad free. Right. That was my previous logic, but if that's just, oh, it's ad free and you can get 4K, that makes sense. That is still very expensive. So More expensive than Netflix, and you still have to watch ads is crazy. So ads is... As you would expect, there are ads. It's you can do two devices at the same time, and it's HD. Ad free is still two devices HD, obviously no ads, but you can download for offline thirty episodes or thirty things of content or something. You can download so much offline content to watch offline. Like a month, or... I presume a month. Um, I'd have to re-look that up. There was something about, like, offline content. Okay. Which some people, I guess, if they're flying well, a I lot mean, and stuff, have yeah, use for. I, I, I'm flying to Ireland and back this weekend. I've downloaded half a season of Rebels to watch on the plane. Yeah, there you go. 
Uh, and then Ultimate Ad Free has all those things and has 4K. And I which, imagine it's like unlimited downloads. Um, possibly. It's fucking wannabe. Well, who knows? Because I okay, saw a, lo- a be lot of people here. were salty about um, that, like price lock, essentially price locking 4K. I mean, that's not a big surprise. Loads of platforms it's not do that. Um, and I don't actually have an issue with that. A lot of people on mobile devices are streaming can't make the most out of 4k even for a lot of people who have 4k tvs myself included a lot of the time if stuff isn't shot natively in 4k it's just upscaled footage anyway which doesn't look that much better okay max ultimate ad free also can have four streams at the same time going so that's also good here's the thing we are in a global recession cost of living crisis Ten dollars mm-hmm. a month to watch something with ads mm-hmm. bucks all trends. Yeah, it's... the thing is, it's like you look at HBO Max now, and it's fifteen ninety nine. I think already people are like, yeah, HBO Max isn't worth it. Um, and it a lot of H- be worth it. They do have more originals coming than previously, which can help them. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get into in a minute as well, because there's a couple more. But the big thing is they need to make sure it's available universally, because if they're going to put all of these DCU shows and, again, the other stuff that's been announced that we'll discuss in a minute, and you can't watch it unless you're in the country, at them price points, they're not going to last that long. No. Um. Yeah, I think it's going to become the point where yeah, like you said, it needs to be global, and it's all going to come down to releases. Like people, this is the thing, right? Netflix is cheaper, but people are now having the issue of like Netflix is trying to block password sharing and not letting you do shit like that, and the content's kind I'm of checking at home once a month. Yeah, and the content's kind of dropped off a bit of like worth it. And they're cancelling the good stuff and letting the bad stuff get more seasons. Yeah. The decision Max, making is not ideal at the minute. Max having the whole like two streams at the same time sort of thing, nothing about like but like that's good for the price point. These exclusive series and if they need to have all the DC stuff, like it needs to be global and this shit needs to be good. Like the only way people are gonna be willing to pay that is well, it's the situation of like people are gonna start cancelling Netflix and just get Max or just like there needs to be, I don't know. It's it needs to be the HBO quality of shows like The Last of Us, etc. Despite the fact it's on a streaming service. Yeah. Do you know what they I cannot w- let quality dip? Do you know what I want to see a streaming site do? Is Not gouge its customers? <laughs> Obviously, but say like take for example this right. You've got the ad free at fifty nine nine. Someone wants to pay that and they get all like access to all the shows or whatever. You should be able to subscribe for a very ch- like a lot cheaper. If there's like, I just want to watch the Penguin show that's coming out, let me pick that and have a subscription just for that show's runtime. And you have seven days each episode that comes out to watch it. And at the or like, oh no, you get access to just that show and you can go back and watch it as many times you want but like just let me pick like a show for like 3.99 or something and i can just 
subscribe for just that. That's kind of what Prime offers, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, you can you can rent video, some shows. Also, they, no, but they also sell some shows on well, there yeah, as well. Yeah. Some uh, are free and, and some you... Your account. Yeah, some you can get extra stuff and, for. And the good thing Prime do as well is they also have a toggle at the top so you can hide anything that's not free. So that yeah. it's just not loads of like stuff they're trying to sell you link like loitering about. I think um, more people need to do that and you'll get more customers. Because this, this issue now is becoming there's so many streaming services people aren't going to pay for Prime, Disney Plus, Netflix, HBO Max, fucking Sky. Like, people aren't going to pay for every single thing because it's not affordable anymore. Especially if you're going to cut down on password sharing. Yeah. Because it's one thing for it to be I don't know, if you want to get the $20 a month one, and that gives you four devices at a time, but you're splitting that between six people because realistically all six of you aren't going to watch it at the same time anyway. That's Mm -hmm. what that's like, not even $4 a month. You're like, okay, that's reasonable. But if then in two years' time they go the Netflix route of everyone's got to check in at the same house once a month, you're going to be like, well, that's not going to work. That's one thought I did have. I was like, is are they bargaining on they know people share accounts share, so they're just going expensive from the rip well it's not like they're going at a price point that's expensive but it's not ridiculously expensive like they're going at the price point they know people are going to sh- share accounts and they know a lot of people that do share accounts with friends will just like they have the agreement like we split the bill 50 50 like or i pay for netflix or you pay for the other streaming service like do they are they going with the idea of, like that's going to happen so this kind of is okay for those sorts of people because they're like well we share it around and we split the cost. It's not that expensive. Yeah. Which is, I can kind of be okay with. As long as they net, like they don't try and go Netflix. I don't think any of them are going to, I don't think anyone else tries to go what Netflix is doing because they've seen the backlash. Trying to stop password sharing has never, ever been a good idea. No. What you, all, all you can try and do as a company that understands that you're losing money because of it is scare people into who they share their password with. Because there was a period of time where you would meet a stranger at work who would recommend something at Netflix, and they'd be like, oh, here's my Netflix password. Here, go watch it. <laughs> well, Scare people off of doing that, so then share it with close friends and family, and then you have a really good job. don't do the password sharing thing. Just do the like number of streams you can have at a time. Yeah. I pay, with, on mine and my partner's account, I believe the version we've got supports two streams at a time because when we first got it we weren't living together and we both might want to watch netflix at the same time made complete sense there's nothing stopping me downgrading to one stream at a time right now yeah i choose not to because i'm lazy i could (laughs) save that money don't test me netflix yeah uh so interesting i mean let's get into some of the shows that announced yes a big one for us is the penguin show yeah, so we got a first little teaser a teaser trailer, but it was mainly like behind the scenes shots with a couple of real shots. Yeah, so it was like, like people a have weird been memes. memeing. There's one shot where he's getting out of the car, you can see the boom mic. Yeah, and I was like, like, lol, can you believe they left this in the trailer? Obviously, they know it's like just it's like a meme, but still really funny. Yeah, I was like, it kind of threw me off because it was like, oh, this looks great. I was like, hang on, why the fuck are we in that behind-the-scenes show? Oh, we're back to normal. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a teaser trailer for the production, which has already started, but they clearly didn't have enough footage to put an actual trailer together yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Penguin's set after the first Batman yep. film. In between um, the Batman films. Yeah. 
Run, uh, directed by Matt Reeves again. Yeah. I'm Colin sure. Farrell is back as um, Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah, and it's a TV show rather than a film. Yeah. I mean, visually, it's in the same visual style as Batman. Like, it looks stunning. We know Batman was amazing. Like, visually, it's going to look great. I'm so ready for, like, this kind of mobster-esque show. As long as they give Matt Reeves time, I don't see how the show can be anything other than a massive success. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's going to be really good for the future of this Batverse that he's building because it's going to help. Like, it's something that's not going to have Batman. Like, it might mention Batman or maybe there's a a cameo at one point in the thing. But no, it's, it's been confirmed Robert Pattinson won't oh, have any cameos. Okay. That's Batman. Okay. They were very careful to say there won't be any Robert Pattinson cameos as Batman. So he might show up as so Bruce. We, so we might see a Bruce Wayne cameo. Okay. But, like, I'm I'm glad they're doing that because then it but means... I mean, there can be references. Well, yeah. They can they... Like, oh, wh- wh- what the fuck happened to my shipment? The fucking Bat Boss. And, like, well, yeah. Shit like it's going to help them flesh out this world for the future of this Batverse for Matt to have, yes. like, help the fans, like, really get into this world that he's building. So very, I'm actually very excited for that. Um mm-hmm. That's coming in 2024. Yeah. Um, the other big news was an announcement of um, mm. the Harry Potter TV show. Mm. I a, have... A remake. Thought... So here is the best way I can put this issue across. Go on. Harry Potter is a worldwide phenomenon. That is not up for debate. That is a fact. Yeah. However... I would argue that the phenomenon of the books and the phenomenon of the films mm. are very separate. Yes, the people who enjoyed the books also went and watched the films. <laughs> However, the films did a lot better than the books. And yep. a lot more people watched the films and never read the book. Uh, that's high on one of them. So there are, yeah, exactly. And like, it's one of them few, few, very widespread successes where people don't actually get shamed for watching the films and never having read the books, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But as a result of that, the actors and actresses involved, who are all cult heroes in British culture, yes, not being a part of the show is a problem. Like, especially when you look at the cast as well. The mm-hmm. Dumbledores are both dead. Both decks who played Dumbledore. Yeah. Robbie Coltrane, who played Hagrid. Alan Rickman, who played Severus Snape. Mm-hmm. All very important characters who the actors are now dead for. And without even meaning to, whatever actors get cast we... as these people are going to be compared. Imagine being compared to Alan fucking Rickman. This, no this thank is, you. This is the issue you're going to have, right? So the, the show is a remake and a so closer telling of the story to the books yeah, is how they're wording it. Um, from the... I know some people have been like, ah, oh, J.K. Rowling's going to get... Like, people that don't like her, rightfully so, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, she's going to have so much of her own... It's already been said that the only involvement is she has made sure that it's stayed fate like the stuff in the book like it's not they've not separated from the books too much. She's just che- like has to be involved to ensure she has the right to make sure it stays true enough to the books. 
Yeah. Everything else, she has no say in. Um, but you're right. The the biggest issue this show is going to have is, like, let alone Dumbledore and that. As soon as Harry is show like as soon as they as soon as yeah exactly as soon as they show whoever is playing harry instantly the first headline you're going to see is uh harry from original daniel radcliffe as a kid old harry versus new harry and like instantly every actor is going to be the harry potter film actors versus the tv show actors and it's like the, the, these these people are never going to get the opportunity to play these characters without that comparison and at the end of the day it like the show could be incredible but people are always going to compare it to and say the films are better they're just always going to do that so here's the thing and uh, as someone i didn't know that you never read the book so i'm going to just talk you through a couple of things that are going to change your view on things slightly okay um so Harry and Ginny's relationship mm-hmm. in the films come kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah? That was an entire book just focused on their relationship, essentially. Okay, yeah. That kind of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. So their first kiss at the end of Order of the Phoenix or whenever it is, yeah. really just kind of comes out of nowhere. That was like, beginning to end of that book, that was getting sewn in a lot after okay. already some stuff being brought up earlier. Snape from the films and Alan Rickman's performance is kind of beloved. Snape in the books is a massive arsehole even when he's dying. <laughs> okay. Dumbledore does not give a fuck about Harry. Well, yeah. Dumbledore only cares about winning. Which is why he continues to put Harry in so much danger. And I don't think the people who've only watched the films are ready for the realization that this story is a lot darker not di- not different but yeah like these characters are kind of putting their best foot forward in the films and you see their really good traits and none of their bad traits mm-hmm. oh in the, the film like... in the show they're gonna get exposed and people are gonna go oh i don't like snape they've ruined him and it's like no they're doing him how he was you just didn't get as much time in the films to see so, how he was my sister read all the books and i do know that like there was a lot of like tonal changes in the films and bits were cut out and stuff. So yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I'm in the sense of that, like I'm looking forward to seeing like all the extra stuff and you get the chance to build things up. And let's be honest. We all, we all kind of want to go back to the world of Harry Potter and watch some more stuff from there. It is just this unfortunate thing of like, it's, this is going to be a very, difficult thing for them to sell to a lot of harry potter fans Mm. that's the problem there's going to be a lot of harry potter fans that read the books that will get behind it probably because like okay this we're getting to see this in a new light more like the books were um yeah it's an it's an interesting one it's already got the internet divided um if if done right it can be very good yeah I've just got a feeling it's going to be a shitstorm on the internet the entire time. And I, and I feel bad for the young actors. Because if yeah. they go do all of the books across the television series, like, let's not act like we don't all remember towards the end of the Harry Potter films, Daniel Radcliffe being in the papers every day 
just trying to live his life. Yeah. And he's been open that he suffered with um, substance problems towards the back end because of how overwhelming it was. And we're willingly putting another child through that. Yeah. And this is, and also, let's let's be honest, right? Yes, the Harry Potter films um, took up a chunk of their time they were doing school at the same time, but like there was gaps between them where they went back to doing school and stuff. In a TV show, if you're going to have these actors be the same ones all the way through... They're going like, to live on set for 10 years. Yeah, look at like look at Stranger Things and you look at when it started and how old the actors were to where they are now. And like obviously they've made sure that the timeline in Stranger Things has stuck close enough to the actors, actors and actresses' ages so that it matches. This means like they're going to be filming non-stop to make sure that they don't end up with the actors looking too old for the part that they're doing. So these kids are going to be put through the ringer, like you say, for like 10 years. So, I don't know. It's like, let's hope we get a uh, Last of Us quality. Yeah. But I feel... It can be a masterpiece. Yeah. I just, I also know how difficult it is going to be for them to pull it off. Yeah. Um... There was also one other show which you won't, you didn't part because I know you won't be bothered. But there's another Game of Thrones prequel oh, I didn't series, about that. Uh, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. So they're doing a bit like another spin-off into the world, like they did with House of Dragons. Uh, they're doing another one for on Max. So that should be quite good. That should be interesting. Um, I'm going to make an executive decision. Horizontal. Oh, we've given these people a lot of information, a lot of things to think about. We have. It's been a busy week. Yes, I think we are save the superhero showdown for next week. Ooh, okay. I will save my notes. Yeah. Oh my yes. god, you actually did notes. I it's, did because you can tell it's a semi-final, ladies and gentlemen. I, I yeah, exactly. I looked at this. And I was like, I really don't. I'm gonna have to Google some things here. <laughs> um, I have thoughts that need to be fully flushed out. Yeah, I, ha- I have thoughts and ideas, and we'll. I mean, we'll see what you you think. But okay, yeah, I'm down. We'll, I'm down to leave that. For next week, this yeah. has been a, a long episode with all the Star exactly. Wars stuff, and we do not want to um rush such an important um battle in the bracket. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, let us know down below what you think of all these Star Wars announcements. Um, yes. Bearing in mind, there's been a lot of delays in Marvel. There was um, granted they're very brief, but a little bit of a panic around um, are oh, we going to have enough content to get us through to the back end of the year where all this content's been pushed to? But um, Star Wars came in clutch, so shout out Dave. Um, and the future of Star Wars is looking really bright at the minute. It really is. Um, along with our, maybe too early, but I think our valid excitement around James Gunn's DC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good time to be a nerd. It's a good time to be a nerd. And um, with that, I think we'll leave you. That is episode 63 of Cutscene Convoys, and we'll see you next yes. week. We'll see you next week.